This is Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozo where we talk with experts about trends and practices, current and tried and true, and we tell you how to implement them in your own marketing strategies. It's Marketing Then and Now, now. Hello, and welcome to another gregarious, yes, I did indeed say gregarious, because that's exactly what this edition of Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell is. My name is Jim Mingi, and I will be your host on this insightful journey, and I'm glad you're with us today because we cover some topics and case studies that I think you will find quite interesting. This edition of Then and Now was recorded during a conversation that we did, uh, we being myself, Bozell co-owner Kim Mickelson, and Bozell creative director Dan Cooper. Uh, this was a conversation we presented at the American Advertising Federation Omaha's on-brand conference recently. During that conversation, I allude to a video or two that is being shown during our conversation, but I don't think you'll need to see those to get what we're talking about. Um, those are just kind of quick clips in the background, but if you do want to see those, um, they will be available at bozell.com on our podcast page, and this is episode 17. So. With that, let's dive into this one and pick up with the introduction at the AAF Omaha On Brand presentation. Welcome, everyone, um, to a special uh, live edition of sorts of, of Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell. Um, my name is Jim Mingi, as Jenna said. I'm the manager of content development at Bozell. And one of the things I get to do at Bozell, one of my roles, is getting to uh, host our podcast, which we launched in 2020. When we created Then and Now, our goal was to create a, a forum to share insights from Bozell's uh, 100 years with a focus on you know, thing, what has worked in the past, uh, what continues to work, and what's some uh, up and coming things uh, in the world of marketing. Most of our podcasts you know, that we uh, that we do uh, feature Bozellers um, or our partners, and we, we kind of talk about uh, they talk about their areas of expertise, um, from copywriters and PR specialists to uh, media strategists and creative directors. And we've also featured uh, Bozell's three owners at some point, and of course, we have one of them with us today with Kim. And um, Kim is joining us from uh, high atop a mountain in Colorado. <laughs> And of course, we also have uh, Dan Cooper with us. Uh, Dan, yay. Dan is, is, if you didn't know, he is the official in-house meteorologist at Bozell. And then, of course, in his spare time, he's, a, he's the creative director. But uh, um, Jenna mentioned Disney. Uh, Dan's worked with Disney and Phillips 66, Berkshire Hathaway, 529 College Savings Plans. Uh, I'm guessing one brand that he's uh, really wanted to work with maybe someday will be the, the Weather Channel. Um, so on this episode, we want to uh, talk about a range of topics uh, and by spotlighting a couple of our campaigns, um, maybe for some behind the scenes insight on Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom uh, to one of our more recent uh, national campaigns that we produced for 529 College Savings Plans. So, so let's dive in. Let's, let's start with Wild Kingdom, um, which was a campaign that really embraced change. Um, and embracing change is, is one of our core tenets at Bozell along with paying rent for the space you occupy on earth and always trying to stay close to the customer. Um, but with Wild Kingdom, that was, that was really about embracing change. Um, and we wanted to talk with Kim about that. 
product placement was obviously nothing new in, in 1963 when Wild Kingdom launched, but uh, this was kind of next level uh, product placement or more accurately, I guess, uh, brand placement. Kim, do you want to uh, kind of dive in there and discuss how Wild Kingdom came to be, its purpose, and, and, and how it embraced uh, a whole new uh, era of, of product placement, I guess, if you will? Sure. Full disclosure, I was only three years old when Mutual Wild Kingdom came out. Um, but it was it was groundbreaking. As Jim said, product placement wasn't anything new at the time, hence the term soap opera, which some of the young people probably don't even know where that came from. But product placement was pretty common, but you know, complete custom content like this was groundbreaking. And not only that, but I mean, it was a unique approach for a company like Mutual of Omaha to do something like this. You know, we today we talk about things like how important content is, content is king, you know, really want to develop content that people are interested in. At in 1963, when this debuted, this was the a first. I mean, today we look at a lot of the ecological and environmental kind of programming out there, but this was groundbreaking. I mean, I remember as a kid on Sunday nights watching Marlon Perkins and Jim Fowler and Wild Kingdom and being transported, you know, to different places that I'd never seen. And it was, it was just absolutely phenomenal. The, it came about for a couple reasons, you know, to try and compete in getting your name out there in the sixties and even today is difficult and expensive. And Mutual was up against a lot of different competitors from different parts of the country. And this was a really unique angle. And they had had a partnership with uh, Marlon Perkins and a little program that was a local program called Zoo Parade. And it kind of led to an evolution to create this more national kind of programming with Marlon Perkins as the host. So it debuted on January 6th of 1963. Most of you weren't probably even born then. Um, so 58 years ago. So it was very, very groundbreaking at the time. And it ran on a Sunday night, like right before Disney. So it was a perf on NBC. So it was a perfect programming slot. And it reached millions of people. The programming, you know, was all around the world and brought these unique snippets into our living rooms. And Marlon always sort of tied the content into mutual as he would go into a commercial break. If it was about lions, he would say something like, just like mother lions protect their cubs, mutual of Omaha is here to help protect your, you know, type of thing. So it was a, it was just such a unique kind of programming. It ran for decades, literally decades. They produced programming from 1963 to 1988. So there were, you know, millions of, not millions, that's an exaggeration. There were thousands of different episodes. And, you know, to this day, the um, has been a key part of Mutual's brand, so much so that when they changed their logo, they went to a lion, if you've seen that, that new logo out there. So the program went into syndication like in 1971, and that was the first round of syndication, but they continued to produce it till 1988. And then they revived it in 2002 with Animal Planet. 
And it ran for, I think, nine years. It was, you know, it spawned an entire channel, the idea. But it was very groundbreaking and very pertinent. I was intrigued by the fact that now even it's gone into the next level of syndication with RFD TV. So it's back on Sunday nights now. So, you know, Bozo played a different kind of role through the whole, um, and I didn't get to work on the beginning part of it. Um, when I joined Bozell, we were, you know, working through the syndication with Animal Planet and so forth. But um, Bozell did things like place um, Jim Fowler or Marlon Perkins on Johnny Carson show and the Tonight Shows and did a lot of the promotion of the program. Um, there were lots of stories through history of um, various different um, experiences that staffers had, whether it was, you know, falling face first into a pool of, you know, bird poop on some bird island <laughs> somewhere, or um, all the different things of, you know, dealing with the animals that had to defecate in the middle of a studio somewhere. Um, so, you know, there were all kinds of great stories, but it is just, they were so far ahead of their time in terms of kind of bringing this type of content to the forefront. And, you know, today they are well known in this, in this sphere, you know, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. It still has become kind of the gold standard. The program won multiple Emmys and multiple awards from um, various different like National Wildlife Association and so forth. So, you know, it was a, it was a pretty cool thing. We helped them in, gosh, when was it? 2013, they did the latest iteration that was a streaming version and we helped them um, solicit and choose the new host. Uh, Stephanie Arney was chosen um, to host and that streaming version went from 2013 to 2018. So it's been a very long lived kind of campaign. And I mean, I do think that it has kind of become the gold standard for you know, ecological and environmental kind of programming. And it still is well-loved today. So long time. So, I mean, it was a huge success, won all the Emmys. Do you have any idea on, on the impact it had on Mutual of Omaha's business, um, you know, before and after? I mean. Well, it certainly made their name a household word, you know, a household name. Um, you know, I don't have specific facts about, you know, monetary growth directly attributed to, but it has just become such a part of their brand ethos that it has allowed them, you know, to kind of um, build upon that. And clearly they are, you know, they continue to do so um, and continue to kind of grow this. And I mean, it has really given them for the dollars spent an incredible exposure and incredible name recognition. Yeah. You know, they become a household word. And, you know, they really did spawn the idea of custom programming that, that really was, they were at the forefront of that today. I mean, there's channels like Hallmark has multiple channels, right? So, um, but I mean, I do think that they are, we're in the forefront of that and that has served them very well. I, there's very few people that don't know that name, um, Mutual of Omaha. You know, so it's successful from that standpoint, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, they 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 created that custom program. I mean, there wasn't right. really anything like that before. And oh. you kind of alluded to some of the brands uh, that have 
mimicked what they've done even, you know, all the way, you know, through today. Right. Right. Yeah. You mentioned, um, you mentioned Johnny Carson. I, I, I remember seeing reruns of Johnny Carson and he'd have Jim Fowler on with his, you know, his hawks and birds and cats and, and whatever. And they'd, he'd always be goofing out. He'd do it. Carson always did an impression of Marlon Perkins and, and kind of always teased Jim about how he was always the one who had to go out and tap right. the, the bears and the giraffes. Why Marlon was back at the, at the car, you know, making martinis for the camera crew. <laughs> Well, they could have been, uh, it could have been, but yeah, no, I mean, they were both out in the field a lot. And, you know, that was with, I think there was several different hosts between Marlon and Jim Fowler and then Peter Gross, you know, so there have been quite a few of that, but lots of, lots of stories related to, you know, cause animals are like babies. They're not going to perform, you know, on okay. cue. So all kinds of things happen. And I remember watching the Johnny Carson show once where um, they had brought a snake and it started wrapping around his arm and then started going up his neck and he's freaking out on camera. And, you know, it was just, it was very fun. So. Cool. All right. Well, so, so that was more of, of an example of, of, of then Bozell then, um, but also has, you know, like, as you mentioned, you know, even that new logo uh, that Mutual has, you know, has that lion. So it's really, you know, affecting them even, even today. So then end now with that one. Um, yep. Well, and let's dive into one that's more of a, of a here and now. And then also maybe, I think, you know, looking into the future. And that's with the, our national uh, campaign we did with 529 College Savings Plan. Um, this was a campaign that Dan uh, took the creative lead on and, um, an amazing feat here. He brought to, brought together 29 treasures, 29 state treasures, which then in and of itself is just, I mean, that's, it's like magic getting 29 state treasures together to agree on, on something, on anything. Um, so, it, but it, they were brought together to help, you know, launch this national awareness campaign for 529 college savings plans. Um, and, and Dan did some unique things. Uh, we partnered with Fred Rogers Productions uh, to create, create some some mini movies but i'll stop talking now and let, and let dan kind of uh, explain what we're seeing here on the screen with these movies there was really a unique uh, way that they uh, created these so as as jim was saying you know we partnered with 529 college savings plans in conjunction with pbs and fred rogers productions and fred rogers productions was a great partner for this because grandparents and parents knew mr rogers neighborhood and children, you know, preschoolers knew Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. So this was really a way for us to kind of um, reach our entire target audience to help raise awareness of 529 college savings plans, which are basically um, tax advantage ways to save for college. And we worked together with Fred Rogers Productions to get these 15 second ads before and after every episode of Daniel Tiger's neighborhood across the country. But we knew that if we wanted to really make a difference, we would need to do something that would get the attention of both the parents and the children that were kind of co-viewing these shows together. So we kind of came up with these mini movies um, in just 15 seconds that kind of show um, in a nonstop, no cut way, uh, just how quickly children grow up from, you know, finding an interest in working with their grandpa on a motorcycle to becoming a mechanic when they're older. And this was all about how you know, 529 plans enable um, future, a future for these children, but also kind of in the larger picture, how together we can kind of help eliminate the burden of student debt for the next generation as well. So this is kind of a behind the scenes video of how we 
created these nonstop, no cut um, videos um, in, a, in a way that was really captivating to, to our audience. Um, but honestly, this was such an amazing campaign to work on and probably my favorite thing that I've ever worked on, you know, in the 15 years that I've been in the ad agency uh, business. So super excited to talk about it a little bit more today with you guys. Uh, one of the things we like to, to seek out with, with the clients or like what we'd like to, our goal with clients is empowering them to, you know, to change the world or really, you know, being a, a cheerleader for them. And this was certainly one of those clients that, that wanted to say, I mean, may you talk about, I mean, the, the debt, I think is uh, student loan debt is, there's more student loan debt than all the credit card debt combined, all the mortgage debt combined, I believe, which are, I mean, like massive. Over $1.5 I mean, trillion. Dollars. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about the impact that, that uh, this campaign, it ran for, how long did we run this campaign? About a year and a half. About a year and a half. So maybe talk a little bit about, you know, some of the results we got with the campaign, some of the impact it had. Um, and then I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned the director. I wanted to ask you about that. But let's, yes. let's talk about the, the impact that this campaign had uh, and, and some of the goals we reached with that. For sure. Well, you know, one thing that I love about Bozelle is that we, we really want to work with businesses that are trying to change the world. And, you know, when you think about the, the burden of student loan debt, you know, like that's something that I faced myself. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate that just recently I was able to pay off my student loans, but that was after 15 years. And so being able to work together with an organization um, with states that are red, states that are blue, and coming together to kind of solve something and try to make um, the idea of the student loan debt burden kind of diminished or, or go away completely for future generations was really, really inspiring. And I think, you know, going into this, you know, 529, they, they knew that they had a plan that could help with that. And they knew that if you could just plan ahead, you could make a difference. But the problem was that two thirds of the population didn't even know about 529 college savings plans. They didn't even know that that existed or was an option. I certainly didn't know about that. It was available around the time when I was going to school as well. And what we tried to do is we, we wanted to make sure that this was approachable. And because we had seen through our insights that a lot of people thought that this was just for affluent people or just for four year universities. And even if you could only set aside $10 a month, you could, you know, have, thousands of dollars uh, that could prevent you from having to take out student loans in the future. So for me, this was really, you know, something that fed my soul when it came to doing creative work. It was just really, really uh, exciting to be able to work on this and to work with something like Mr. Rogers neighborhood and Daniel Tiger's neighborhood that, you know, I grew up watching um, and that my nieces and nephews watch now as well. So from, from a results standpoint, you know, we, we were able to establish a 40% increase in awareness of 529 college savings plans. Um, we did a before survey and an after survey, and even in conjunction with uh, other third parties, we've seen such an increase in just awareness. And through that repetition, through the display ads, through what we've been doing on social media for them, and just more or less getting a whole bunch of disparate states and financial organizations to work together to accomplish something bigger. Like what a dream opportunity to be able to do that. So um, just, it, it was really nice um, and, and really kind of goes off the idea of coming together to make something happen. And even though all these states were competing against one another to get people to sign up for their 529 plans, they realized that by working together, you know, they can um, 
increase awareness and everybody would benefit from both a business perspective, but also a societal perspective as well. I, I agree. I think the, the awareness, raising that awareness. And I think our goal at the beginning was everybody knows what a, a 401k is. Um, and the goal was to try to, to get people to know exactly what, and they're both tax codes. 401k is, a, is, a, right. is the tax code, just like 529 is the, is, the, is the tax code for the, you know, the tax benefit you get from, from having those savings loans. So, uh, you know, I think a, a job well done that to- tooting our own horn. Uh, pat my <laughs> it was, it was um, definitely a, a, a team accomplishment uh, and, you know, having everybody <clears throat> on board from the different states and and organizations and stuff was just really helpful to well yeah to, i mean because like you said they're all trying to sell their own state's plans but get to get them together to work on this uh, as one was i think uh, an amazing accomplishment as well right. um hey so you mentioned that director and i know he he had worked on some really cool projects before and after this um and then also i just well before i get to, before you get to that uh i would like to encourage everybody watching to to try to find those videos, I think we have the, the full 15 second spots on our website um, because those were shot in just, just one take. That's what that, that round table uh, uh, stage enabled them yeah. to do that just in, in one single shot of, of going from a child to, middle, to school to, to their adult life, which is, so you see those characters evolve just in that 15 seconds and it's all in one, one take. It's really cool. But tell me about the director uh, that, that worked on this project. Yeah, his name was Arturo Perez Jr. And honestly, like just going through this process was really exciting as we kind of vetted different production companies and different directors and stuff. And, um, you know, reviewing each director's treatments and approaches for things like we knew that we wanted to do something different and we knew that we had to do something visually different in order to capture the attention of the children and the adults that were watching. And when he kind of put together a proposal and, you know, show how, he was inspired by, you know, Hamilton and other Broadway shows that use those turntables. Like it was like, ah, like everything just clicked. It was like, oh my gosh, like this is a person who truly understands our vision for what we want to accomplish. And so we, we knew he could do it because he had previously worked with um, Justin Timberlake on a music video. I, I don't remember what exactly the song was, but it was all in one take as well. And like, Imagine like as, as complicated as it was to do 15 seconds, like imagine what it would have been like for like three and a half minutes. So we knew that he had the, the credentials to do it and to, to see somebody that was so um, dedicated to bringing our creative vision to life, but also dedicated to like solving the challenges that we were trying to solve. It was just a win-win for everything. So it was great working together with him and I can't um, imagine working with anybody else on, on a process like this. So with those two, you know, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, you know, uh, back in the 60s to uh, 529, 529 College Savings Plans in the 2020s, you know, cover a lot of ground there. Um, and, you know, obviously a lot has changed in, in the marketing world from the 60s to the 2020s, but so a lot of things have stayed the, chain, or stayed the same as well. Um, one of those things that I've heard you talk about, and I, maybe you could touch on it a little bit, is the human condition. Um, that's one thing that throughout time um, with with these campaigns, the human condition uh, didn't change so much. Maybe, maybe touch on that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So we actually just rebranded as an agency uh, a few months ago, and we, we did a lot to stay true to who we were, but articulate it a little bit differently. And we came up with this idea of Care Madly, and it's all about like 
the way that you get results is by making people care, but you also have to care yourself. And so the human condition, you know, we realize like care is such a fund fundamental part to the human condition altogether. And I feel like as Bozell, we're exceptionally skilled at helping people care and making people care because we care so much ourselves. So whether it was uh, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom and how that content creation came to life and, and the care that Mutual of Omaha showed then to the 529 stuff that we're doing now that cares about society and you know making life better for the next generation, that idea of caring um, and doing it passionately is something that's never going to change. And the more I think we can base our insights and our strategies and our recommendations on that, I think the more successful that we'll be uh, as an agency, but also as a society as well. And just to dovetail on that a little bit, um, you know, one of the, the key things in this is so much marketing focuses on the who, what, when, where, right? We really dig down into why, and that gets at the human condition. Yep. Why? Why Mutual of Omaha? What, you know, why does the, is that relevant? You know, how does that fit? Same with 529. You know, when you really drill down into the human condition, the why behind the drive, the need, it really starts to provide insights that so many people don't get down to. They just focus on the what. Um, the why really matters. And we really focus on that. All right. Um, well, I thank you for your insight, both what Kim and Dan uh, really uh, appreciate that. Um, I'd also like to remind everybody, if you haven't subscribed to uh, Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell, please subscribe because, you know, that way it makes it convenient for you because we're always looking <laughs> out for you, the listeners. This way you'll get a little notice that lets you know when a, a new episode drops. Uh, we would appreciate that. And, you know, hey, if you if you really dig it, uh, uh, leave us a review too. We'd, we'd really like that. So just thank you guys so much. We do appreciate your time joining us today. Okay, so with that, we've wrapped up another episode of Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, this is Jim Mingi signing off from the Bozell Studios somewhere in middle America.